Yeah, okay. I'll tell you what, I got to tell you this much. I had a beautiful drive on the way over here through the mountains, intermittent rain showers that just made everything just kind of come alive. And then the mist would rise up, and they were rafting down the Nantahala, and I pulled over and watched a little bit. And it was all misty and foggy, and they would come through and emerge out of that, and they'd just be screaming and hollering. It was pretty cool. But I got to tell you, I was impressed by the Holy Spirit that God really wants to do something special this week. I don't know what that is. You may not know what that is, but you're here tonight. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the praise music. You set the stage and the prayer. We want to be about our Father's business. Is that right? That's why you're here. And I know you come for many different reasons to camp meeting. Some of you come for social. That's cool. That works. Some of you are really dedicated and you say, I can't get enough of the presence of God in my life. That's awesome. Some of you here by accident, right? Uh-oh. Good, going to try it out, going to check and see. Don't know where I really want to end up. Don't know what I'm going to Not sure why I'm even here. God bless you. I'm glad you're here. You're here, and I don't believe you're here by accident. That's just kind of the way I believe and kind of the way I live. So we're going to have a good time together. Uh, in the mornings at 11... We're going to have little Bible studies. I don't know how many will show up, but we'll break up in groups. I've got a little Bible study booklet that I've brought for you. It's what we believe. Well, we're going to look at that and see if that really is what we believe. Let's let's discover, do we really believe that, or is that just something that's a a kind of a doctrine and it's up there and, yeah, we we know what it means and what it says, but, hey, have have we put it in our heart? Do we believe it? So we'll just do that. We'll have good discussion little prayer time in the mornings will be real informal. We'll have a good time. And the evenings will be informal as well. I don't believe that camp meetings are time for controversy. You with me? So I'm not going to try to stir up your pure thinking. I do want to challenge you a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about theology through the, through the, through the week. It'll be interspersed. Do you know what? I love stories. You like stories? I still like to be read to. I don't know if it comes from, from childhood or, or whatever, but read me a story, I'll follow you anywhere. That's kind of the way it goes, right? We drove across from Tennessee all the way out to Washington State. About close to 50 hours, we had a slow car. My friend didn't want to drive said, no, you drive. I said, okay, I'll drive, but you have to do what? Read me stories. (laughs) He read stories all the way out, and I drove 50 hours straight. Tell me a story. Jesus understood the power of a story. So this week, in the evening times, and concluding Sabbath morning, these are their stories. If you're a watcher of TV, you know where that line is taken from. Anybody remember? Joe? Cartoon? I know they are. These are their stories. Law and order. Yeah, there you go. He's got it right there, is he? These are their stories. Yeah, if you could do that, I can't do it. 
you brought your scriptures with you. John chapter 4. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Johann. Jesus knew. John chapter 4, verse 1. You ready? Jesus knew that the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John the Baptist. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize, his disciples did. What? Well, well, I guess we'll start with a controversial story. Jesus was doing what? Having an effective evangelistic crusade. They were baptizing people, baptizing more than John the Baptist. Well, wait a minute. You don't do that. One guy is supposed to be baptizing, John the Baptist. That's his job. That's his title. That's his handle. And the Jesus is even baptizing? Well, what, who gives him power and authority to do that? Did Jesus baptize? No record of it. The disciples were baptizing. So Jesus and the disciples leave Judea and return to Galilee. What a terrible thing. People were being baptized. Can you believe it? Even in Jesus' time, people were being baptized. So I worked on a college campus, and every year all the college chaplains get together, and we were having our annual meeting. It's really a good time of fellowship and exchange of programs, and a guest came in from an organization that was sort of tied to the church, and he had a questionnaire with him, and he wanted to know this. Ready? How many baptisms did you have on your campus this last year? And chaplains aren't typically good record keepers. Okay? So they started alphabetically. I think Andrews was first. You know, Andrews gave a number. Canadian College gave a number. And they began going down. And, you know, the air kind of got a little tense in the room because we didn't care how many. We weren't really keeping track. And it wasn't anything that was really high on our radar screen Boy, by the time they got down to yeses, I was at Southern. I'm thinking, man, oh, Mr. Rogers, how many baptisms did you have at your campus? Uh, between two and three hundred. Whoa! And the chaplain's heads jerked up. Everybody looked at me. This guy's writing numbers down. Between two and three hundred. How did you have that many? What, what did you do? What was going on? The other campuses haven't done this, and you you done all this and that. Between two and three hundred. Well, what's your secret? What did you do? How did you have almost three hundred? I said, Well, not almost three hundred. I think we had fifteen. That's between two and three hundred, right? Some of you still haven't got it a little bit, but that's okay. Shh, you could just feel the air go out of the room. Of course, the other chaplains are... Well, this guy's face got all red. He's not saying anything. Bible says there's rejoicing in heaven over one. Just one. And it's so controversial that Jesus and the disciples, they can't even stay and continue doing what they're doing. They've got to leave. They've got to leave. Now, I don't know how it is for you in in your local church or in your home environment. Does it get so tense with spiritual, religious things that 
you got to leave? You can't take it? No, I hope not. I've been in some situations where I can get pretty heated, pretty theological, and the debates go back, and sides get drawn, and, and so, so bad that Jesus can't even stay with his disciples and preach the news. So he has to go where? The Bible said they got to go leave Judea and go to Galilee. Watch this next few little verse. He had to go through Samaria on the way. I've read that verse and read over it many times. And just recently, a couple words jumped out at me. He had what? He had to go. Yeah, last uh, summer I had the first chance, and maybe some of you in this room have had a chance to visit Israel in the Holy Land. You done it? You got to do it. You, you got to do it. Anybody else? Everybody been? Joe, you been? Good day, Pastor Graham. Incredible experience. I don't know why I waited so long to go. But man, it made the scriptures come alive. And I could envision these places and, and go to see them. And oh, Miss Moody was there with us. Uh, exciting. Sometimes the trip went too fast for me. We had to hurry and, and leave a spot and go, go somewhere else. Especially when we were by the Sea of Galilee. Man, I just wanted to stay there all day. I think this is where Jesus walked. This is where he, with his disciples, this is where he told the stories. And we walked up the hill that hot day up on the, on the side of the hill, just above Capernaum. Is that right? Yeah. We sat on the hill where maybe the, the Mount Sermon was, was given. And I just sat there. Of course, I was exhausted from the heat and the hike, a little hike up and out of breath. But, but I sat there and I said, I, w- I wonder, would I have listened to Jesus? Would I have been a follower? Would I have hung on his stories? Or, or would I have been off to the side and maybe an observer saying, oh, I don't know. Look at these people. Look at watch what I have just watched and been really cautious. And say, I don't know if I want to want to do that. I think I would have been captivated by the stories because he, he spoke like nobody else did. He weaved theology into the stories and made the app, told the stories, and sometimes he didn't end the story. Have you ever been to a children's story at church? And the person closes the children's story by saying, and the point and the moral of the story is, then I want to stand up and say, don't tell them. Don't stop. End it. Let the kids do what? Let the kids figure it out. Because the story might be different for you than it is for me, and you might draw a whole different conclusion, and maybe there's more than just one moral point to the story. And so Jesus didn't always finish the story. I would have hung on those things. And been, oh, man, I wonder. Of course, I made the Pharisees upset. He teaches like nobody. He's, this isn't how we do things around here. Sometimes when you work for the Lord, you're going to get in trouble. Because you don't always follow the protocol. Right now, evangelism is big in the Southern Union office where I work. And we're talking all about evangelism. And when we say evangelism, it means kind of one thing in our office. A public meeting, a series of meetings. We'll spend thousands of dollars to convince an adult of the Seventh-day Adventist message. And we won't even spend hundreds of dollars to tell kids 
and to keep them in the church. Four out of ten baptisms in the Southern Union comes from young adult ages down. And all the money goes where? Oh, no, I'm preaching. Okay, i got to quit. Jesus, he had to what? He had to go through Samaria. We're going to find out what happens in, in the story because he had to go there. And out in those Bible lands as we watched, and I looked at the map, and, and I watched this and said, you know what? He, he had other routes. He, he could have gotten around. He could have gone around. The Bible said, no, he had to what? He had to go through Samaria. Well, here's my word to you tonight. Are you ready? Sometimes, young people, you got to go through. Sometimes you got to go through a difficult time in your spiritual journey. Sometimes you got to go through some rough patches. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus wants to go through with you. You don't have to go alone. Jesus said, I had to go through Samaria. Why? Something's going to happen. Samaria is enemy territory. Jews and Samaritans hated each other. Well, that rolls off our lips so easily, doesn't it? To say Jews and Samaritans hated each other is just a... It's not even fair. There were laws written on the books that if you were a good Jew or a good Samaritan and you were traveling out on the path. Remember, everything was on path. No highways, no nothing. You're walking along the path. You come around a corner, and, and you're a, a, a Samaritan, and you see a Jew right in front of you, and you're kind of startled. You must be the first one to spit upon the ground in contempt in front of the other person. Be the first one. That's the law. The law. The common practice. The accepted behavior. They just hated each other. If you go there today, you can still experience the same kind of what? Tension, hatred for one another. God's creation. Jesus said, he had to go through Samaria. Why? Well, we're going to find out. But he had to go. So if you're going through a difficult time right now in your experience, hang on. Keep going. Go through Oh, there might be other routes. Might be ways of escape. Another place might look easier to get to. But I'm telling you, go through it. Don't escape. Don't mask it. Don't run from it. Go through it. You'll be a stronger person in the end. Jesus said he had to go through Samaria. Eventually, they came to the village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from the long journey, sat wearily beside the well, and it was about the sixth hour. What time is that? Nine. Now, sixth hour is high, high noon. The sun's been what? Up six hours. No problem. The sun's been up six hours. It's high noon. Jesus has to sit by the well. Josephus, the great historian, says that Jacob's well, the water was cool, very good temperature. The well was also deep. There was always water. But he said some would say that the water was sweet. And it was really popular for people to come to get water from Jacob's well. Sweet water. Oh, I like sweet water. 
to you. During the big uh, hurricane, that was it Katrina that hit New Orleans? Yeah, I think, I forget. Anyway, we, we loaded busloads of uh, kids from uh, the university and took them down there. And uh, lots of supplies came in. We went to Bass Memorial Academy. If you've ever been there, it was kind of a, uh, a central location for people to come. And the one thing they could always get at this location was water. Water. Well, all kinds of water came in, different packages, different company. And I was with the president when we were handing out water, and a lady came up in a brand new black, shiny Cadillac. Man, this thing had all the bells and whistles. It just shone as it, it came in. And we gave her a pack of water, but it wasn't the brand she wanted. <laughs> and she saw the brand she wanted over there, and she says, I, I, I want that water. And the president goes, well, why do you want that water? She says, it's sweeter than this water. Okay. So we went and got her, got her that water. Jacob's well had sweet water. It's high noon. Jesus is tired. It says he sat wearily. Hot sun. Look what happened. The disciples left Jesus alone and they went to the village to buy some food. How many went? Come on. These tough disciples, Peter, James, and John, the sons of thunder, right? All 12 go in to get groceries? Are you kidding me? Why not just send Peter, James, and John? They're always doing everything anyway. You kind of think James and John's Peter's last name, right? You need the New Testament. Peter, James, and John. And I was like, all the time, they're doing this stuff. Hey, let them go. Why didn't they go? You should be able to tell me why. They're in enemy territory, remember? Jews and Samaritans hate each other. There's safety if all 12 of them go. So they'll go together because they fear for their life. They fear what might happen. Maybe more than just getting spit at on the ground. They're going to be confronted. But they've got to go through Samaria. So all 12 leave Jesus by the well, and they head into town to get fish and bread. That's about all that was allowed. Even in as much as they hated each other, they realized that people had to eat. We're the same way today, aren't we? I mean, just about wherever you go, you can drive through somewhere and get something to eat. All that was allowed you're passing through, you can go in, get food, but you better get out. That hot, dry, desert land. So Jesus, tired as he was, thirsty as he was, is alone by himself at the well. But remember this, he had to go through Samaria. And it looks like he has to go through Samaria now all by himself. And I hear that a lot. I know pastors hear it a lot. Man, I am all alone in this. Nobody's joining me in my painful journey. I am all alone. Oh, young people, you're never all alone. The psalmist says, where can I go? Where can I go? And the Lord isn't there. The answer, nowhere. God will be with you when 
and you got to go through something. Don't give up on him. The answer may not come immediately, but you're not alone. God wants to go through it with you. Jesus had to go through Samaria. You and I might have to go through Samaria. So he sat by the well. And sometimes when I read the scripture, and I'm not saying it's inspired, my story mind gets going. And I'm thinking, hey, I'm Jesus. Nobody else is around the well. Nobody comes at high noon to get their water in the heat of the day. They come in the early morning or in the later evening time before the sun goes down. Replenish the water supply. You don't come in the hot of the sun. There's nobody around. The disciples are gone. I'm sitting by the well. Kind of a fun time now, right? You see the story? I got nothing to get water out of that deep well. (laughs) But watch what I can do. (laughs) I'm Jesus. I made this water, right? You reach over and you take your hand. Up out of the well comes a nice spray of cool water. You lean over and get a little drink. Nobody sees. Nobody knows, right? Oh, maybe you say, I'd like to freshen up a little bit. You bring it up and let it fountain spray over, and you just kind of stick your head under and let the cool water cool you off and refresh you. Nothing bad. Nobody's watching. I can do this. And down the water. Now, no record of that. But I think if I was Jesus, I'd have probably been tempted a little bit. Nobody's nobody's watching. Nobody's going to see. These are their stories, see? And at the sixth hour that day, she comes. Like she did day after day in my mind's eye. She's got her head down. high noon to get her water because this is her story. She's the number one disappointment in town. People talk. People point. People make fun. People marginalize her. They tell her she's of no value and no worth. Number one, disappointment in town at high noon. But her story changes. Now, she had to go through Samaria, I suppose. She at least had to go through that path to get to where the water was. But with her head down, not looking to the right or to the left, her day was another normal day. Here we go again. Same thing, time after time 
after time. But this day is going to be different because she has an encounter with the living water, Jesus Christ. So we're going to leave her there overnight. Not in the story, but for our story to continue tomorrow night. She had to go through Samaria. Jesus had to go through Samaria. You might have to go through your Samaria, but you don't go it alone. There is a Savior who will go with you, even if you feel all alone.